Hey, what up, everybody? So, my name is Lewis. He is Lewis. And welcome to the Lou Living Life podcast. So, it's going to be my first ever podcast for you guys who know me or don't know me. Um, my name is Lewis Peñate. And basically, what I am is an insurance agent. I've been doing it for 11 years now. And I also own an insurance agency. Um, and we're doing this podcast because more than anything, you know, I love talking to people, meeting new people. And so today we have, we have a, a guest, uh, if you've been watching any of the videos that we've produced to this point, you, you probably going to recognize him. His name is Luis Munoz. Hi. And he's been basically in all my videos except maybe one or two. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so we're just going to kind of jump right into it. I, I kind of want to give an introduction of, you know how we know each other, but I've known Lewis for, I want to say like seven or eight years already. Probably. Yeah. It was like 2016, I think. Yeah. I remember because of the Cavs and Warriors finals. Like I remember that no, was like the first that was TV the first time we started doing to together. Yeah, like, we we met because his mom was an employee of mine. Um, when I was managing a, a, uh, a sales call center, <clears throat> a sales center. Um, and you know, we introduced each other, she introduced each other and we kind of hit it off and, he is the only person I consider my best friend. I don't have friends in that way. The way I am, and he knows this, is I am a, a person who's very dedicated. I either do th something all the way or I don't do it. 100%. And so he was the only person I ever met that I was like, okay, this person's a genuine person. You know, I feel that uh, that pure, you know, energy from him. And eight years later, I don't know what the hell happened to him because this dude is somebody else. Well, I say I say that all people are byproduct of their environment in a sense. What, what does that mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? Are you blaming me for something? I'm not blaming oh, okay, okay. nobody. I'm saying like everything around you affects who you become, who you are at the moment. You know what I mean? Obviously, you have uh, some decision on what you get to do and what you don't get to do and the things that you want to move forward with and the things that you don't. But um, but yeah, definitely the environment affects who you are and the thing you perceive everything around you, hundred percent. So then you know, for the viewers, kind of introduce yourself. Uh, what you're doing right now? Well, you know, um, I'm an insurance agent as well. Okay. I got a uh, I got into the business obviously because of Louis. He, he told me he was doing good and and it was a good way to all, to also help people. So um, yeah, I want to be like PBD. What, what does that mean? You know who PBD is? Uh -huh. So he is a. Uh, 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 an extremely, he's, his name is Pat, uh, Pat, Patrick Bed David, and okay. he is a, a very famous podcaster as of right now. All right. Somebody who worked in the financial, um, you know, in the financial industry. Then he became also an insurance agent. He learned that he created one of the, uh, the most successful insurance agencies, sold it for over $200 million. And then now he has a media company and he does this. And mm -hmm. for me, that's a perfect example of not only who, um, you know, I would kind of like to follow in the footsteps, uh, but also a, a really good role model. Mm -hmm. You know, he's an immigrant, just there like me go. and you. You know, he came to this country young, has been through the military, everything, and he's been able to do all this stuff. So that's that's my uh, my guide. Obviously, I'm not even nowhere near as close as him. You know, my, my agency has uh, five years. We've been five years in business. So we're literally just... We're babies in the industry. Right. Uh, it takes maybe 20 years for it to actually be big and worth something. Consistent. Valuable. Yeah. Um, so Patrick, Pat David, if you're hearing this, man, for any chance, 
I would like to sit down. Oh, and there goes another tile. Another one buys it. This is like snowflakes right now. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, so Lewis here is an insurance agent. Um, you know, I wanted to really talk about kind of your early life, you know, like tell me a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you were born. Well, I was born in Cuba. Okay. Havana. Um, everybody says that they were born in Havana. I was actually born in Havana. And then 16 days after that, I was taken into Gamma Way, which is where I grew up. And I, and I spent 14, the, fir, the first 14 years of my life in there. Because my dad is from Gamma Way, my mom's from Havana. Okay. And then I guess they just went there to help me, whatever. It is where it is. How was your childhood? Did you have a happy childhood? I had a ha happy childhood, yeah. Okay. Um, the only thing I didn't, I didn't like about my childhood was taking so many naps because my mom would put me to sleep right after lunch. I hated that. I just wanted to go uh, outside, play with the other kids because in Cuba, I mean, now, everybody's in the streets. So the kids yeah. know each other, um, you know, they're always playing baseball or like, you know, um, anything that they can get their hands in that that could be a game because there is not many resources around. So like you will get like a stick from from anything and like like a little cap of a bottle of medicine or whatever and just just play. It. We'll be happy. So I had a happy uh, childhood. I had legit friends because other people don't. Don't really be looking at you because of what you have mm -hmm. other than, you know, who you are as a person. You know, if, if you're cool, like we're cool. If you're not cool, then we have problems. That's that's pretty much how it goes in Cuba as a kid. I think um, that part of my childhood uh, affected who I am as a person nowadays a lot. Because if, if I hadn't been in that environment around people, seeing like so many different type of people and, 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 and so many different backgrounds and, and ethnicities everything together you know in cuba it's like that and then everybody's the same you know and that, that's that's we're, one we're all fucked that, that, <laughs> that's one of the conversations i have um you know primarily with you know uh, people of different ethnicity to me you know i'm, I'm cuban as well born in cuba as well you know we don't really have racism in cuba i mean that that may not necessarily be a hundred percent of an accurate right. statement because there's, there's racism everywhere. Right. But when you're everybody's broke, everybody's hungry. There's no room for racism. We're all going through the same things, <clears throat> and that's one of the the actual problems I see with America. You know, everybody's a victim. You know, everybody has something that they can self blame of why they can't achieve this or that. Or you know, one of the things that I currently say is that I'm happy. I'm not an American hmm. in the sense of being born here hmm. and I'm not at the same time. So I wish I was born in this country. So I could have m maybe done something big like presidency or whatever. Right. Uh, but at the same time, the way I see it right now, being a white Cuban, being a white Dominican, being a white Hispanic, anything is like the most favorable thing you can do right now. Because number one, you're Hispanic. So, if they get a little crazy with you and pesar español and they're like, oh, okay. exactly, right? And the other part is, you know, the white thing, you know, where it's like a stigma in this country. Uh, white Americans aren't the same anymore. You know, I don't want to say any bad words, but they're, they've become a little pussified. Let's put it like that. <laughs> you know, where yep. there goes another towel, guys. Another this is one. crazy, George. <laughs> uh, but back to my point, they, they've, they've lost... You know, that manlyhood would, that I think is so important for any country, you know, not just the U.S. Once we start losing real men, society crumbles. Well, I think the the, the, the problem with society right now is that uh, women and men are not understanding their roles at all. 
Okay, and what and what aspect? And the aspect of um, it's it's one of those topics. Um, now, I always say that when you talk about men and women, there is a lot of similarities. There's a lot of things that are common with human beings, but we got to see we're different in a sense. In what sense? Women tend to be extremely emotional. Okay. When it comes to decision making, and I didn't say that, guys. Hey, it was me. This is my own experience. <laughs> this is what I've been. I've seen. I've seen a lot of women in my life uh, just interacting. Not, not anything else. My mother, uh, sisters in church, um, many, many different women, and they tend to be very emotional. And then the conflict becomes uh, real when they confront a logical man, a rational man, somebody that can think. Because they're not being emotional, they're being strictly rational. And then most men are rational for the most part. You know, there's a lot of men nowadays that get it messed up and they get extremely emotional. And then that's when they get the word they used. You mm. know what I mean? They get a little bit specification. Yeah, but they get controlled by emotions. Because yes, men are very rational, they're very smart for, for things, things that they need to get to, things that they need to resolve. That's why when women come uh, to a man with a problem, the the man doesn't want to hear the problem. He 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 wants to hear what's going on to to find a solution, not just to to hear it. If there's anything we can do about it, we're gonna do it. If there's nothing we can do about it, there's nothing we can do about it. But women, they just want to be heard. And and you know, I I don't disagree with with your statement wholly, um, in the sense that you know that happens with me. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. My wife is to me is is somebody who I hold so dear. Because not only is she, I always say this, she's the one who taught me how to work, gave me my mm -hmm. work ethic. You know, she's the one who That's something I else. met at 17 and, you know, she had two jobs while, you know, I, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do with my life. And, you know, once I got the opportunity to become an agent and it started going well, she also moved into that world and we've been successful, but we've been together. Now, right. whenever there's a problem in the house, Either with my kids, uh, with work, whatever. That has got to come up. I, I, I guess you put it like that. But, you know, that's where I kind of put myself in a position, you know, to calm her down, relax, and, you know, solve this problem. There, there's, no other, there's no other thing we need to do but solve this problem. And so I, gr I agree with you there. Now, the, the reason why I say nah, American men yeah. have uh -huh. lost that, you know, yeah. that, that, that manliness to them. White woman. And a lot of white American women are going to hate that I'm saying this. Yeah. But I got both perspectives. Number one, I'm white. And number two, I'm Hispanic. So I see anytime on the news, anytime that there's something negative, you know, it's usually a white woman saying something. You know, it's not men making these issues and we can go on a laundry list of, of issues that are facing this country. You know, they always say the patriarchy, uh, there's inequality in the workforce. Uh, you know, how kids should be taught growing up, you know, a million things. I mean, people always got things to say. I mean, anything. myself as, as, as a, a business owner, as a, a person who's worked in high corporate jobs, in the insurance industry right now, most of the executives are women. Yep. yep. Most of the high-paying jobs are women. Men are being outsourced from those jobs, and men are going back to labor. You know, 
carpentry, plumbing, whatever, you know? So you can't have both ways. You can't claim to be a victim and at the same time have the have the better paying jobs. It just doesn't work that way. Right. And one of the things that I teach my son is, you know, obviously you don't want to treat women ever bad or disrespect oh, them. And they're special. But you gotta you gotta know you're a man. You know, and you gotta behave as such. Because when stuff is gonna get hard, which it, it inevitably does, you need men to pick it up. I mean, you don't you don't have to go that far biologically speaking. I, I forgot who it was that says, and again, this is not my viewpoint. We're built different. But, but I heard this this saying uh, on social media the other day that you know, a woman want equality as long as there's air conditioned jobs. Mm -hmm. The minute we have to get to it, and it happens again, even with my wife, we have to go outside and do any laborers job. You don't want to do it, bro. Don't go too far. If somebody comes and robs your house, who's the gonna, who's the one that's gonna yeah, come but out? That's that's not a good scenario because you know when's that gonna happen? That's like every once in a, a million occurrence. But that's how it's always been. It's always the man who goes and fights. It's always the man who goes and gets his stuff, protect and provide. That that has always been the the role of man. And that's where I feel like men are are, are losing our role nowadays because what is protect and provide nowadays? It's economics. It's money, mm -hmm. and. Women are making more money than ever. There you go. Which a is is not a a bad thing about them. It's a good thing they've earned that. Yeah. However, they can't then earn that and then claim inequality. You just can't. You know, you can't. You can't have it both ways. No. You know, and that's kind of our segue, which which I wanted to talk about. You, you know, like obviously I'm a married man. I have I have three kids. Um, you're a single guy. Yeah. Right. What is your experience right now in the market? How is the market with women? You know? Well, I don't so want to sound... I don't he's wanna, a little uncomfortable because... I don't want to sound cocky, but the market is very easy right now. Mm. Now, with that being said, the market being easy doesn't mean that the market is good. But being easy in what sense? It's easy to find a girl. I don't think it's hard to find a girl. But it depends It depends what you're looking for exactly. If, if you want a girl that's going to be the mother of your kids, you need to... Look in a better market, you know. But here's an interesting here's an interesting segue to that. So, Lewis here is a uh, I don't know if I want to say devout, but he is a Christian. You know, you you have you've gone to church your whole freaking life, my whole life, your whole life. Yeah. And we talk about where to find these women. You know, we've also talked about the hypocrisies of the church. You know. Many times. And a lot of these women that you're supposed to find at church who are supposed to be the good ones are worse in the streets. Let's be honest. 100%. 100%. With and an emphasis. I'm not a person who goes to church. You know, this is just what I've heard from your experiences, uh, from experiences of other people. I did go to Christian high school, a Christian high school. And one of the things I saw was hypocrisy in the church. Oh. And so if you can't find it in the church, you can't find it in the streets. How are you going to find it? Well, the thing is, let's let's go into the church thing real quick. I just want to address it real quick. I think church nowadays is really good in, in building uh, personas in people. Because if you think about it, um, people go to church maybe once a week, twice a week. They usually wear the, their best clothes. You know okay. what I mean? Um, and, and they're looking good. It's all... We, we come here, we praise, we, we ask for forgiveness and stuff like that. But they're always trying to separate one thing from the other. My brother, okay, you can be a good Christian and all that, but like you cannot separate the person who you are 
as a person, the, the, the flaws, the good things, everything that comes together when being a human being. You cannot separate things. And that's what church tries to do. You are this persona that is flawless and 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 is as righteous as, as it could be. And that's everything there is. And, and let's make this circle right here for us. And then everybody else inside this circle is wrong. And everybody mm. else who falls into something that does not go according to the circle, then is also wrong and needs to do something to actually get back into the circle, which is basically how church describes uh, the cycle that they go through, which I've come to understand that is get close to God and you're good. Then you're going to see us or point, right? You're going to, you're going to fall. Let me, let me, let me finish that real quick. And, and then you repent again and then you get close to God again. And that's just the same cycle where they keep people at, but they leave it up to God, everything up to God. And then people are now making conscious changes on mm. themselves to improve. So that's why they stay in the same cycle. But well, that's just church in that sense. Now, what does, what that does to girls in church is obviously you're still dealing with everything else that happens to women with your biology, with your desires, with, with your, with the things that you want. But Church has built in psychologically a wall for you where you try to step out of that and you're going to feel uncomfortable because they've been telling you your whole life that you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. But they do it. But they do it. Mm -hmm. They do it behind the persona that they built. You know what I mean? You really have to dig in for that. But but there it is. There it is. And what I'm saying is like. You cannot really say, oh, I'm going to go to church to find a good girl. Yeah, you can find a good girl in church, maybe. Maybe. But, but it doesn't, that, that's, it that's doesn't, world it doesn't, it doesn't define. Where, where you're saying it, again, I'm not a person who goes to church, but yeah. you, you've been going to church for, you know, over 10 years, life. 15, exactly. 27 years. 27 years. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's where we've been told the good ones are. So I, I, I go back to the same question. You're 27, you know, mm-hmm. you're getting close to 30. Yep. You know, if you can't find a church and can't find the streets, how are you going to find I'm saying you got to look at uh, the background, the family they're coming from. That's really what's going to define for for the most part who a person becomes, what they're seeing every day. If they're seeing mom and dad together every day and they're having that sense of a family and a home, you know, and what love should be and, and how things are supposed to go and and what a father figure is and what a mother figure is and the roles and how they combine and how they get things going in a family, then you can start looking for people that are coming from that background and be like, okay, this is somebody that can actually think a little bit like this and maybe want to replicate this a little bit going forward in their life. I think that's where it comes from. It comes from the house. It comes from the home. But again, where do you find these people? Because, you know, I'll put an example. I don't want to Throw you under the bus, right? You know, I I know Lewis a lot, and obviously there's stuff that, you know, he might be uncomfortable to talk about, and we, I'm we sure. won't. <laughs> um, but I've seen it with church a lot, especially lately, where you can come from a great family, you know, but there's no longer any boundaries in the church, especially in Christianity right now. And it goes back to where you're saying, I can dress up like this, I can act like this. I go out to the club on the weekends, violate every single fucking rule that, you know, that the Bible says. And then, you know, I go and repent and rinse and repeat. So it's like, who cares? You know, as opposed to if we're talking about, let's say, Muslim, you know, Muslims don't play around. This is the line. You cross a line, there's consequences. You know, you it, it won't exist. 
And that's kind of like, I, I wanted to go based on that. You know, what is your opinion on that? Is it, is Christianity just like something people just wipe their butt with right now? You know, or is it just like, it's just evolution, you know? And it's had its centuries of, of rule. And the Muslim culture, as it seems right now, at least in, in, in the world, is kind of taken over. You know, and it's because of that, because they have set boundaries. Right. You know, and there's kind of an allure to that, especially to men. Everything is too inclusive nowadays, bro. You know what I mean? And then... Um, How can you learn if it doesn't matter what you do? If there's not a consequence, it's just, there's not a repercussion where you consciously recognize to yourself that you're doing something wrong. If there is no sense of wrong, then what are we really doing? But where does that come from? Because it used to be, for Christians, the Bible, God, but clearly they're not respecting that anymore. No, and, and again, I, I, the the next topic I'm, I'm going to touch is extremely controversial, especially in this country. Um, and it's obviously the LGBTQ issue. You know, myself, and I'll, I'll put this out there because I guess this is a way to, uh, at least my, my opinion to be counted a little bit. But I, I do have an uncle who's gay. You know, he comes over to the house, you know, I hug him, I kiss him. He's like, a, he's a family member. Family member. I don't care if he's gay. He has a partner. He's had a partner for freaking years. I also hug him. I, I say hi to him. I don't care if you're gay. Right. The problem is that this this new wave of LGBTQ, you know, they don't care about respect. It's either you do what I say or what we want or we'll cancel you. And it feels like they've moved the goalposts so far yep. that now we're at a point where we're like, wait, 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 wait. It's completely what unbalanced What the hell again. is going on? It's unbalanced. What right the now. heck is going on? You know, when you see uh, some of these churches like where – you know, can you pull it up, George? Um, I seen some of these churches, and this happened with the, with the Dodgers. I think it was a couple years ago. Oh yeah, where they sponsor this the church, yeah. and they're doing strip strip tees on on the cross yeah, of Jesus, wild, uh, or even the 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 you know pride parades where these people are what naked. Yeah, they're and there's kids, else, you yeah. know, in the streets. Yeah. I mean, we go back to the same thing. You want to be gay? Sure. You want to be a tranny? Sure. Why do you have to push it on everybody else? You know? And I see Christianity more, yeah. as a big problem in that. Because they've accepted cool. anybody who comes in. They're cool with that. And, 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 and that's where I go. Like That's why I see so many people turning away from, from, from Christianity and moving to Muslim. You know? Which... The Western world is not going to accept Muslim. No. They're just not going to. No. Because they're There's too no liberal. And, and Muslims don't play around like that. Yeah. You know, they have their ideals. They have their culture. You know, and they won't compromise. They period. won't compromise, period. Yeah. You know, so as a Christian man, how how how, how far do well, you see the church, you know, continue to go down this road where they just accept anybody? Tomorrow I want to be a caterpillar and go to church? Sure. Tomorrow I want to be a bird and go to church? Sure. Well, the, the basis of church are just uh, sharing the good news of salvation, which is the gospel. So it should be all inclusive, right? Um, but as you get to church, if there is something that's not according to what the Bible says, according to how Christianity goes, 
um, then the Holy Spirit should start working on you and changing those things. So, and the Bible says that homosexuality is a sin and there is not natural. It's not something that's supposed to happen. Men are not supposed to lay with men and women are supposed to lay with women. It's supposed to be the other way around. So how are you going to go against a principle that is being established in your religion for so many years? How are you going to go against that now? I, it doesn't I think, make any I think sense. it's more anything is fear. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Christian in the, in the church setting or, you know, I'm not an atheist either. I do believe in God, you know, but not the way Christianity is held or even, you know, the, the Bible is held. Well, me and myself, I've been, I've been in there and it, it took me all these years to realize that it's a system. I still go and mommy, I know you're listening to this. I go because my mom goes to church and my dad goes to church. Uh, we're not currently going to the church that we used to go anymore. We're going to a new one now. And, um, oh, so you ended up switching. We ended up switching. Yes. So I don't know if you want to touch that topic a lot or not, but, um, you know, Louis went to a church. We're not going to name the church, uh, you know, but it's part of the hypocrisy we were talking about. Yeah. Where it feels like more like a club and people are just going, you know, to kind of just show face. I don't, really, of I, don't really, I don't really want to talk about it too much because like I said, there's people in there that I, I hold, uh, uh, you know, in, in a really good place in my heart, there's good people in there. There is people in there, I think, that are actually are actually seeking God, and they're they're for for the right reasons. But there's a lot of people. <laughs> but you you think it's the other way? The split is, is the split must be like ninety ten, bad to good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like one out of ten people go there to say God. That's crazy. And then everybody else has a different interest. Whatever their interest is, it could be anything. People are just people. People always keep things behind currents. Like, like in a restaurant, I like to, I like to compare that in that sense. In a restaurant, you ask for a dish, they give it to you the way you want it and all that, but you don't see what's going on in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, they wipe your butt, yeah, yeah, you, you don't know what happened there. They make it look good for you right now. And that's, that's what church does, right? Like people keep things behind the curtain. They keep things in the kitchen, you know? And then, yes, you fall in love with, with, with the image of what it could be, the, the, the idea of everybody coming here just because of love, we, we're seeking God. But in reality, when you throw a whole shit ton of people together, man, it's just, it's just little chaos. It's little chaos if, if, if the things are not being done correctly and from that's, the head. That's what I'm saying. There, there's so, no, there's no, it's not really a club anymore where, you know, you have to have standards, you know, to be not only accepted, but to be able to, partake i think most people go to church to feel good with themselves to be Which like something is basically social media yeah. where you paint a picture that's not really you you know basically for me in particular i yeah. i you know before i, I started doing this uh living life thing again uh, I, ha I didn't have social media for like the last five or six years because i, I don't really care to impress anybody you know i'm i don't i'm not trying to impress any woman i'm not trying to impress anybody other than my family and my circle. You have that set up already. Everybody else, who cares? You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's part of this. Like, I, I I, don't allow people who don't have my best interests to affect how I think or act. There you go. You know, and that's what I feel like the church and social media has become. It's, it's because all a farce. A lot of people that don't want the best for you, they don't even want the best for themselves. They don't know any better. 
You know what I mean? So it's just, they're just floating around. A lot of people floating around. And that's a lot of people in church as well. Because church um, adapts you to just listening and say amen to whatever comes from the preacher and whatever comes from the word of God. So then what's the game the plan for you not, as a single man in 2024? Man, I want to get what, married what after. You, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to uh, run, run, the, run, run the town? I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to put it like this. Life is about experience. Um, that is a very political answer. Life for. is about experience. And, you know, if experience comes, I take experience. Um, for now, I do want to stay single, though. Um, yeah, because it's easy to fish. No, not just because of that. <laughs> but like I said, I, I, I think women and men are different. I, I think women are born with some built-in values. Like emotional intelligence. Um, but who cares if everybody's telling you, you know what, being a slut is good. Hey. Hey, you know, being with a hundred guys, is, it's okay. It Remember, matter. Lou, there's always exceptions to the rules. Always. There's always people that are taught the right way. There's always there's always people that are going to do the right thing. And there's girls like that too. You know, where we're, we're, they're going to be influenced by the people around them. And, and they're going to be like, no, I, I decide to be different. Those are the ones you got to find, though. Now, where do you find those girls? Man, you need to get experience. So you can actually know, you, you know where you can where find those girls. You can find those girls. You have to go look for a good father. And, you know, that's, me as a, as, as a father of, of a little girl, my daughter's a year and a half. That's something I focus on. I, I focus on being a strong role model, not just for her, but for my sons. Of what a man should look like. There you go. You know, not only, a, oh, I'm a man. Let me beat my chest. And you're going to do what the hell I want. Well, you're actually mints. Not like that. Um, but by example, mm -hmm. by getting up every day at five in the morning and yep. go to work. By working out five, six, seven times a week. Yep. Um, by studying constantly. By listening. By being patient. And that's what I think a man really is. A man is somebody this who does all things. And what, what happens in the, in the case where there's a good mom, there's a good dad. But the kids just want to be crazy anyways. Man, um, they end up crashing usually. And then they end up- Do you up, have any experience with that? I do have experience. <laughs> what a segue I to the truth. I do have experience with that. Um, segue to the truth. So I'm always, back I don't in wanna, camera. Uh, huh? I'm back in camera. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I do have experience with that because I, I was I was raised in a household where my parents were always Christian, very strict. Um, I, I, I used to say that I used to live in a bubble. And, and like this little cage that I thought they were all worth. And then I met some people in my life, you know, they, they, they show me, uh, some, some different things. They opened me, uh, to, to different, uh, realities that I, that I was, that I was missing in life. And then I realized it wasn't just the bubble where I was living in. It was a little bit more than that. And then I also realized that I wasn't ready for the world outside the bubble. And that's what happens to a lot of kids that are also grown uh, to be role models, to, to be just the way everybody wants you to be, the way society wants you to be. Um, but at the same time, you got you to gotta give a freedom to the person and you got to be able to understand that you cannot always just impose things, you know. So you're kind of being vague and we understand why, obviously. Um You know, Lewis has gone through a weird, you know, since I met him, we, he's gone through this weird, like, roller coaster. Yeah. Where, you know, like like I said, that when I met him, I, I want to say, like, what, you were, like, 19, 20 years old, maybe, yeah, around there. Yeah, around there. Yeah. Um, you know, he was very, 
in that bubble garden, very uh, 19, 20 years old. Exactly. Which says a lot because most 19, 20 year olds right now are fucking crazy. You know, they're, they're the mini devils. But I found like a little angel and I connected <laughs> with you a lot. And I feel like you stepped out of the bubble. You went out to society. You said, F everything. I'm going to be one of the crazier ones, you know. And then now you're, <laughs> you're kind of falling back into that. I never really try to be crazy. Um, it's just that um, I, I was looking for something. I didn't know what, what I was looking for. Are you still looking for it? Do I'm you not, not looking for it anymore. Okay. And, and I that, realized and, what I was looking for. And, and, and that's the thing. So and I can, I can say what here, are one of the crazier experiences you've had? Before I get okay, there, let me, let me just say, um, before I get into my experiences, why what was I doing this thing? These things, why, what, what was I looking for? Um, I was looking for my way out of the mental prisons that I had made in church. Okay. Because I, I didn't really feel free. Not from from my parents, not from from God. Not I didn't feel free for from myself, because I would think that if I did something that was not according to the Bible, according to God, I would get a, a consequence right away. So you self punish yourself. I, I would self punish myself, and and what I would do is that since my brain was looking out for these things, what once I did something wrong. Obviously, something something bad will end up happening because I was l actually looking for it, you know. And then I was looking to get rid of that. I was I was looking to get rid of the guilt. I had I had some guilt for no reason. I, I don't think it's for no reason, but that that's essentially what you know the Bible, the church teaches you. You know, well, if you go there's back consequences to, to certain actions. If right? you go back to the original sin. Which is when being born, Adam, Adam and Eve were in the in the garden, and God told them not to eat the fruit. They eat the fruit, right? And they're chilling. And then God comes again, and He says, "I told you guys not to eat the fruit." And then that's when they become aware that they were guilty of something that they were not supposed to do. That's what it happened. It happened in the mind. They ate the fruit; they were good. But then God came and told them, "I told you guys not to eat that." But we go back the to original the, sin. We go back to the same thing. So. I was trying to get that so out of my you, mind. You were guilty because you, you know, you knew you not to do some. You know, there's certain things you just shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. But then once you let go of that guilt, you know, kind of talk about that. Like, what was your experience? You know, I've been there through the whole thing. Yeah. So I've been through your lows, yep. your highs. Once you let go of that guilt, I I feel like. Even though it felt like a weight was lifted, it also ultimately got you in trouble. Yeah, because I didn't know what to do with it. Freedom is a double-edged sword. So, so tell us some of your, your crazy experiences if you want to share. So, well, um, man, I've been through some crazy experiences for real. Um, Crazier than me. Well, I went through a bunch of psychedelics. Um, okay. To a couple of, um, I'll say it, were, it, it was two seasons. Okay. Uh, because I, I think when you go into psychedelics, the way I went into psychedelics, your life freezes. Your life freezes right where you left it before you started doing psychedelics, and then you're like, oh, the trip is over after like eight hours, twelve hours. No, 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 no. It takes you some time to come back to yourself. Where you left things, at least for me, it takes you some time because the first time. I did psychedelics with LSD. 
on okay so we're, we're into it now yes okay. it was back-to-back days uh two taps so i took the first tap um and i was like okay this is it's cool this is chilling i don't feel anything <laughs> there you go uh rookie mistake so i popped another tap the very next day and man i, I don't even know how to explain what happened I, it just felt like something else took over me in a sense it it wasn't me I, I wasn't being directed by myself that's that's the feeling i got and do you think that 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 came about uh primarily at least for you from being suppressed in this little bubble from yes but at this point know, from, i'm at this point i'm still looking for answers well, yeah, I even was at doing this that. point, what yeah. you're talking about back then? No, 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 no. At this point, I, I already, I already got my answers. Like okay. I said, I was trying to get f- free from that, but I didn't know at that point. I was like, what am, what am I looking for? What is it? I was looking to get rid of the guilt that I felt. And do you think this is a, a common thing in the church where you have not only young men but a bunch of women who are trying to live up to this expectation and ultimately end up failing not only the expectation but going down a worse path? It lives to a miserable life. It lives to a miserable life because it makes you compromise to something that goes against you, against your nature, who you really are. And and once you're compromising yourself, you're compromising everything else. You you don't get the truth ever, and then you start living in fantasies and you start living lies in your head that are not really there. And that's part of what I think is wrong with with this this country right now. Um, do you think drugs is, is part of the reason why society is so effed up right now? Yeah, the control of drugs. It's probably why society is so messed up the way it is. Because obviously like, some drugs are, some people need some drugs to function a certain way, to do certain things that they do. Snoop Dogg. But, but Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going smokeless. All right, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, uh, some people do what they do based on, you know, stimulants to their brains and and they need to they 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 feel like they need that to to get to where they get and do what they do okay some people know how to handle it man some people don't but drugs are just out there man they're very accessible as as much as the government fights it the dea whatever they do it's very accessible. Do you think they're fighting nowadays? They're or not fighting them, man. I think, it I think it they don't seem like it. Like I said, like I said, they give you a dish, right? And but but you don't see what's going on in the kitchen. Behind curtains, I feel like everybody is in. Right. Everybody gets a cut. But what you know, but but from time to time they gotta turn something in, they gotta they gotta say they, they bought something big, you know, to make it look like, yeah, we cool, we so were working turning, on this. Turning a couple of tons so you can get away with the thousands of others. Yeah, exactly. And plus when you're pointing fingers at everybody, nobody can point fingers at you. That's just yeah. pretty much how it goes. But yeah, I think that's a big problem because the fact that um people just get drugs uh for recreational use and they don't really know what they're doing. It's dangerous. But I, I think as it's, it's part of what you're saying is, you know, the people I see really have a fall from grace are these people who are not comfortable in, in their own skin, in their own person. And so so do, do you think, let, let's, let's kind of switch it up a little bit. You yep. know, you're an immigrant. I'm an immigrant as well. You know, we came in different ways, obviously. You came through a visa, correct? I came through political prosecution. Um, you know, my father is a Cuban doctor and Cuban doctors, if you're sent on a mission and you abandon that mission, um, 
You're basically you're banned basically, from the country. From not only banned from the country, if, if he were ever to return to the country, he would be arrested mm -hmm. and thrown in jail. You know, so he's basically a criminal over there. It's crazy, Perceived right? And, that. and, and one crazy. of the crazy things about Cubans, and we go back to it, we have such a desire to leave that country because you're literally living in an open-air prison. You know, we talk about Palestine and all this stuff, right? It's literally what Cuban is, right? You have open air, but if you say anything against the government, if you do anything against the government, they'll shut you out or throw away the key. Yep. I have so many family members. I have so many friends that I know where their grandparents or parents were thrown in jail for 20 years, 30 years, just for opposing the for party. Nothing, for nothing. And, you know, that's why we came to this country, you know, because we want a freedom, number one. And number two, we want an opportunity to become something of ourselves. 100%. Now, with that being said, we have this problem right now in the U.S. where we're seeing this wave of immigration, like uh, like we've never ever seen before, you know. And the big problem we're seeing with this immigration is it's just not. It doesn't seem like it's just economic or political. Uh, are politically motivated. These people are not leaving because they're being prosecuted. They're coming from all over the world, including China. You know, uh, so it's a little fishy. Yeah. You know, what? what is your opinion on that uh, as an immigrant? Are you okay with all these people coming and there's no checks? Are you opposed to it? Do you see both sides? Well, the, the way I see it is when I... Um when I was in doing the things to come to to the United States, the papers, the things that I had to go, I had to go to the embassy, sit down in front of a, a consultant or whatever that was, you know, and, and they asked me who I was and they checked me. They checked my mom and they knew who we were and they allowed us to come into the country. Now, my question is, why aren't we doing this with everybody else? Not only that, when we came into this country as well, we didn't go through a process. Again, we were, we were escaping political persecution. So you had similar to somebody getting on a boat from Cuba and coming right here. Hundred percent. When we got to this country, my father was basically placed in a holding uh, cell, like a jail, for like two or three weeks, mm. just so they can do the background checks. They they want to do at least back then, two thousand one. They went through this whole process. To make sure, you know, we're not just letting anybody in. into this puzzle. There you go. You know, the way I see it right now is you come in, it doesn't matter. We don't check you, no papers. Keep going. That's the way I see it as well. You know, and why do I see both sides? Because I understand a lot of people are coming here. They want a better life. But for the most part, it seems like back back there... It's just an economic issue, and it's not so much a freedom issue mm -hmm. as you know most Cubans are, or if you're talking about uh, like a Middle Eastern country, um, or if you're talking about even like Venezuela. Yeah, everybody is go to America. Uh, basically, basically, you know. But I, I don't know. It's it's a weird issue right now for me. I see it on both sides. You know, obviously, you know, you want a better life. You know, you want opportunity. But these immigrants coming over here right now, it just seems like, you know, you can't obviously put 100% of the people in the same right, bubble. But a lot of them yeah. are just like criminals. And it's, I mean, just look what's happening in New York where these criminals are punching the police, assaulting them. They allow them to leave the next the, the, the next day. I mean, no bail, nothing. I think, you know I think New York is one of the main issues of this country, to be honest. It's just, right, we, we went to New York for a video man, like three I mean, or four months ago. We went to New York and, and, and I was a little bit in shock when I saw inside the 
the train, a station, a sign that said, do not hit the employees, you will be penalized. My brother, why do we have to tell people not to hit the employees? Right, why well, it has to be a sign, hey, don't assault people. Uh, that's, that should that's be common just, sense, That's right? common sense. And there is no common sense in New York right now, bro. No, there's no. I don't think there's no common sense in, in most of the country. Man, right now. it's just crazy. Well, at least I can talk about that part of the country, which is where I went to. I've been here in Miami, and Miami is a little bit more organized. No, Miami is different. Yeah, yeah, like you know what they they want to talk crap about Florida, but no, they cannot. They, just, you know, California, and New York, nah. they always talk about like from a higher position. Show like, me, show me. Like they're intellectuals, but really they seem so ignorant. How they say in the streets right now? Let's go bang for bang. Like brother, there is no comparison. Like you got more people living in California in the street than in actual houses. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> dude, like, you, that, they that. say you go there and it's just like blocks and blocks and blocks and miles and miles and miles and people just living in the streets. What is you don't see that in Miami? No, you don't see that. You don't see that in anywhere you in even Florida. See in Miami you don't anymore. see it in Florida at all, bro. Like, how are you gonna be talking to me about my state being a wrong place when got, your house is all effed up? Dude, yeah, come on. And then some. Some other president that I'm not gonna name the the country or anything comes around and you start cleaning up. But th th that that's why that's why I say you know it's. Come on, man. There's a lot of fishy <laughs> things going on. There's a lot of fishy things going especially, on, even with immigration. With the administration that we have right even now. Even with like, immigration, even with immigration right now, like there's so many criminals coming in that are not being checked, and those people are gonna cause problems later on. You know, either through terrorism or through burglary or through whatever. You know, if you are a criminal in your country, you shouldn't be here. Period. Period. We should shouldn't have this conversation. A hunt. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, if it you're depends a criminal, on what you did. Well, if you were judged through the through the system or whatever, and you found you were found guilty to be in jail, like don't come here, bro. Like, this is not escape prison. Or escaping prison. This is not a place to escape prison. This is. It seems like the asylum is open right now, though, and everybody can come right in and, and do because, whatever they want. Because, for example, you take a look at your family. You take a look at my family. We came here, bro. We, we just try to work. We just try to bear ourselves every day, and and we try to gain our generations. It's it's funny how 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 many people in this country don't even know basic U.S. history. Like you can go in the street and ask like kids, basic U.S. history. You know, like, what are the first 13 states? What are the stripes about? Uh, who was the founding fathers? Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? Right, you know, like, stuff, stuff that's You're supposed easy. to know it. Yeah. You're supposed to know, yeah. including it's in the, the test. Yeah, to become you know, a... To become a, a, yeah, like yeah. a U.S. citizen. Yeah. And the, the own citizens of this country... They don't, don't know it. it. It's crazy, man. You know... And that's why I go back to the beginning of the conversation. We need men to be men again, especially in this country. I remember when we came to this country in 2001, Americans were like fucking assholes. That's 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 the perception we had. Like these are, you don't want to fuck with You don't want to fuck with them. They will, you know. Oh, fuck you up. They will fuck you up. Now it feels like the Americans are being laughed Weak, at. bro. You know. The, remember when we went to New York? What happened in New York? They were straight up making fun of white men. Like all the jokes were directed to white men. That's in true. In the middle of the street, yeah. with like hundreds of people around, just looking at it, and these white men were standing in the middle, mean, being Not made fun of. Yeah, they didn't do shit. They're like, hmm. yeah. So he's referencing. We there was a there was like a a public show where they were doing like somersaults and stuff. George you remembers. He, yeah, he wanted to dance. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like these uh like public shows that you see in Vegas and 
the street performers were, were they're either black or Hispanic blacks. I to be like Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, housing. One or two. And they were making yeah. fun of white people left and right. And, you know, it don't matter to me because at the end of the day, if they make fun of me as being white, I'll start speaking Spanish and curse them out. And they're like, oh, I don't want to fuck with this guy. Right. He's Hispanic, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's bullcrap. It's bullcrap. Because at the end of the day, if this country were to go to a real war, we need real men. The funny thing is, the other day, I went playing basketball and I actually found like a Southern boy, like, like American, American. Yeah. Getting accident and everything. He had, he had a bandana, American flag, tattoos, American flag. And he was balling? And he tried. Okay. You know, yeah, he was physical. He okay. plays football. Okay. Right. But he had like a, like a fuck you kind of attitude. Like mm. he didn't care if he hit him. He didn't care if he hit you. Okay. You know, that's what I used to remember American men as. Not these like little flakes. flaky, you know, like nerdy, like fat, like couch potato. Yeah, you see guys. me as, as hard as you're willing to get hit. Yeah. Who, you know what? I don't care. My woman uh, posts themselves naked on, on Instagram or posts her body. Excuse me. I've seen it a lot on social media where all these American men, they're, they've become basically pussies to women. My question is, how is and that okay? Women, women don't like feminine guys in reality. They don't. They, they, don't. Don't. they say they want it, but they don't. The truth is they don't. They don't. Women want a masculine men. You know, because feminine men might as well be women. And women don't want to be women. Women hate being around other women. Who do women fight more than anybody? Themselves. And as long as a woman finds you feminine, she's going to keep looking for a masculine guy. Remember that. She's going to disrespect you. She's not going to take you serious. You know, and as soon as she has an opportunity to jump ship, she will. Yeah. Like, like I said, what I would say to men in America nowadays, to everybody, to every man out there. Guys. Be men again. Just don't be afraid. Don't apologize. Step into your how, shoes, how bro. How are we in a society that is preaching, accepting yourself, who you are, your sexuality, your body, your looks, your attitude, yet men can be men again? I refuse. I refuse as an example to my kids. I refuse as an example of who I am. And I refuse to bend that. Yep. Yep. You know? I mean, like you said, when you look around, you see a lot of men without essence. You know what I mean? Like, a hundred percent. There's people that walk into the room, and, and you're like, okay, what? A man walked into a room, and then there's people that just walk into a room. And it's like, it's like a feather. You don't even notice. Who, who is yeah. this? Like, you know what I mean? And then that's what I'm saying. Like, men are supposed to carry that authority, that 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 power, that 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 presence must be felt, but people don't remember that. And I, and I think it's, it's it's the flip that we've seen where, again, we go back to it. Women historically, definitely, for sure, have been, you know, have been demeaned, have been treated lesser. I mean, there's no there's no arguing about it that. It's true. It But within the last 20, 25, maybe 30 years, the script has flipped completely. 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 You know, now women have these high paying jobs, executive jobs. But at the same time, women are people who want to be with somebody a little better or you're a lot better than that. Actually, this country feels like it's being run by a woman right now. Just saying. This, this country? Yeah. Basically. It feels like. Basically, that's what it feels it like. feels like. They want somebody at their level or better. You know, my wife, I love her to death. She got me when I was a nobody. You know, she taught me work ethic. But my mindset has been always the same. I need to be somebody. 
I need to be greater tomorrow. I need to be greater just because I don't know how to live any other way. And then man, forget that as well. You need to go and do something for yourself. Nobody's going to come save you. That's, that sounds so cliche, but like, it's, it's so true. You need to but go. That, that's a problem with men nowadays. We, we, you need to understand. You need to build everything that you want. If you want something, you need to build it. Even like the things that you want as a man to have in your personality, to, 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 to walk into a place, the way you carry yourself, everything, you have to work on it. And, and the men don't understand that. And then there's, I see the problem with a lot of men nowadays is that, yes, a lot of people grow up in areas in their life where they're forced to grow. And they're forced to mature. But a lot of people unconsciously uh, forget about different areas. And they stay in those areas as kids. Because they never were back. They never went back there and, and were like, okay, I, I, I did not grew this consciously. I'm still acting like a kid in this area. Well, because again, we, we go back to it. I really think men have lost power. And now they're just kind of like, All right, what do I do now? I think a lot of men what am I supposed to have do? also lost the ability to think, Lewis. There's a lot of men not thinking out there. Because of drugs, because of porn, because uh, how yeah, easy it is they're, to... They're, to frying, they're frying our dopamine, dopamines constantly with everything they, they throw around us. You know what I the mean? The market has been screwed up. The market's flipped. Completely. You know, not women are easy, you know, but the good ones, it's hard to find. And you know, Unless you and start early. So I, I say this to guys, you know, I'm... I'm I, I'm very blessed that I found my wife early on. Mm-hmm. If you find a good one early on, don't lose her. Because the way society is right now... It's not getting any better. You're not going to find her later. It's and if really, you are, you better really have a shit ton of money. You know, you better know who you are. Because if not, you're just going to be flipping, 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 flipping. Mm-hmm. And that's not what life is about. Mm-mm. You know, it, there's no value in that. There's no... There's. Yeah, you want to see you want to see the garden that you've that you've constructed for yeah, yourself. Yeah, this is turning into like a a men help podcast. I mean, a men self help. They say nowadays that uh, men's therapy is just going into a podcast and talking I'm about just stuff. Talking it out. That's another thing, you know. We we don't really share our feelings in that way. At least, you know, unless we're being in that, unless we're put in that position, we don't. Just also we don't as, take as, as of, a man, it, it feels at least for me when I share too much. It makes me feel weak. Well, the way we think about it is like if we share emotions with other people, it's like bleeding right next to a shark or something like that. That's yeah. That's how we yeah. feel. That's, it, that, but that, it's true that's though. I feel it's true. You get me? Then then there's the people that we don't, we don't look good when we cry. No, no, especially <laughs> right next to a girl. Don't ever do that. Advice: Do it, not. Not, do not only that. does it not look good, it's not going to give you the same effect as a woman crying. It's not going to give not. you the effect you want at all. It's going to make you look worse. Whenever your woman is going crazy, just stay calm. All right. That's what I'm saying. And and whenever she's just venting, let her bent. All right. I'm giving you an advice. This this actual advice. All right. So just let her go. And she's going to go through a roller coaster of emotions and she's going to get back at your level again. That's just where it is, bro. I, 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 re- I really say that the best way, you know, to avoid that, those discussions or those arguments just put in work every day. You know, women respect the man. Yep. That even if he's not shit today, if he puts in work every single day, they like that. They you, see that potential. They you, know? you gotta know where you're going and they gotta see that you're that you're actually on your way there. To to kind of wrap it up, um, as we're gonna wrap it up right now, you know, any any advice you would tell yourself, uh your younger self Oof. to you know to avoid not only the mistakes that you've you've made um, 
but hopefully avoid some of the mistakes that are you know are coming. You know, I always tell you this: I love you. You know, you you're like a gentleman brother to me, but. You know, I've seen you. He's afraid. He's afraid of me. No, I'm not afraid of him. And I, he's afraid I've seen of him what I fail can do. over and over and over. After me telling him, "Man, don't do this. This is a bad idea." Or you know what? You want this. You need to do this because I've done it. Right. And it's just like a spiral, and a spiral, and a spiral. And you know, the way I am in my personal life right now, you know, I'm really focused on business, on having my kids, you know, in a good place, and we're not really aligning right now, you know? I know. You're like in your fuckboy stage or whatever. What? You know, you're what to call it. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, deflect. Um, and that's not that's not what I'm looking for, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't need no girls. I'm good with my wife. I don't need any problems. And so I told him this. Uh, it's not like I'm calling you to go on a two-man or anything like that. Come on. Huh? It's not like I'm calling you at 2 a.m. to go on a two-man or anything like that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not <laughs> saying that. But I'm saying, you know, you always kind of align yourself with, you know, the people and the scenarios that you want to cultivate right now. And so if you put yourself with people who are not in that mindset, not only does something, is something going to stick with you, you know, but two, when that person's problems come up, which everybody does. And if you're around there, it's like shrapnel, you know, you're going to get a little bit there too, you know? So what would you tell yourself in the past and moving forward? I would tell myself to remember one thing that I've always remembered and that I've always kept clear to myself and um, is this, always do things out of a place of love. Okay. Whatever you do. Don't don't wake up one day and just be like, I'm, I'm going to like hurt somebody on purpose or anything like that. Like there's no point. If nobody has done anything to you to provoke that. There's no point to wake up and be like, I'm going to do bad today. No, no, no. Always do things from a place of love and just be, self-aware i don't need anything else i think that would be the two things that i would tell myself be self-aware be self-aware at all times and do things out of a place of love because i was doing things out of a place of love but i wasn't self-aware not even close i thought i was self-aware not even close that's it wow with that said uh guys uh and then Hopefully advice, like advice this, this, this to, to, to young men out there um, that may, may be going through what I went through or somebody that, that feels like, you know, there's no purpose or you're looking for something, man. I'm going to tell you right now, you got everything you need in your hands. If you're a normal functioning person, you got everything everyone else has. There's nothing else you Stop need to look for. Stop looking for a ray of sunshine to There's hit you and show you the else path. Create to look your own for. path. You already have it, man. You yeah. just got to go create it, you know? And I, I think that's part of the fallacy, right? That we're told we can be anything that we want. You know, uh, we're special. Uh, you know, it's it's all bull crap, you know? I know it sounds kind of harsh, but it's all crap. I, I want to be all, a professional all, baseball player. There were all easy results. I wanted to be a professional baseball player. I didn't even get close to it. The last thing in my mind I ever thought I would do is becoming an insurance agent and <laughs> being in the insurance field. I never thought I would be doing that. You know, but not only has it been an amazing career, it's given me the the stability to, you know, create a path for myself, for my family, for my children. Um, and I think that's what life is about. If you find something you're even relatively good at, just stick with it. Focus don't on your abandon ability. It. Don't abandon it in a month or two months in a year. Take your time, man. You know, I, I feel like that's a problem. We keep flipping so fast that People we quit never. People nowadays. 
we never find what we're really good at. We don't know. And then the thing is that the good thing comes after the pain. It comes after you push and push and push. I mean, you know, it's my, you know, it's basically and you how, feel, how many, how, for how long did I work 80 hours a week? Bro, how, five how, years, how, six years. How long were you fighting to get your agency? You know what I mean? So like, like I said, man, if you're out there and you feel like you're struggling and you're pushing, just get through the other side and you'll see, you'll see what it's really about. Because the, if you think about it, when we're learning something new, when we're doing something for the first time, we felt the most when we're doing it for the first times. And that's when people quit the most because, oh, this is hard. No, bro, it's not hard. You haven't done it enough. No, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It's it just, hard. It just, but, but, we think that hard means bad. And that's what, that's what I tell everybody. You know, I'm in a point in my life where I seek hard on purpose. Right. You know, because let's be honest, if we don't actually try, you know, if we don't actually suffer a little bit, we don't know. We're not growing. We're not really. But we trying. don't know what we're capable of if we don't put ourselves in those spots. A hundred percent. You never know. That's why you see also so many like conflicted men out there, because they know they're capable of things, but then they never put themselves in the right scenarios and the right situations to actually show what they're capable of. So anything happens in the street and they go crazy. Like, bro, you don't have to go crazy. Just find like a good place to put all that energy. And to put all, all those emotions and all those things that you have inside as a man, you just need to find a good place to put it. And then it's just doing the work every day. And when it gets hard, you get harder. As simple as that. There's nothing else one day after the other. Well, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, leave us a comment and let, let us know if this is a good conversation or not. If you guys liked it or not. Um, you know, help a Cuban out. Leave a help like. A couple subscribe. <laughs> You know, there, there's somebody, uh, I, um, he's called the poor man's podcast. He always says, help, help, uh, help a brother out, you know, and leave a like in the comments. That's right. That's right. We, we can, we can bring some croquetas around next time. Croquetas like, special. You know what I mean? Uh, but with that being said, thank you so much. Uh, see you guys soon. Uh, and we'll love you guys. Signing out. Bye-bye.